0: You're listening to Courting in Color with your hosts, Chatrice and Louise. Hello and welcome back, Courting Cuties, to another episode of Courting in Color. I'm Chatrice with a burnt mouth coming to you live from an undisclosed location.
1: Yes. Hi, Courting Cuties. My name is Luis, Um, and I'm glad Shatrice shared where she is not, because I was like, (laughs) you know, do I tell them like she's in a library? Is she like (laughs) Harry Potter in the closet? Like, is this the end of the world? You know,
0: I'll accept all of those. um, Yes, I can't. (laughs)
1: I'm so I so wonder what people are thinking (laughs) as they see you. And and that's this microphone.
0: Like, that's why I'm like, thank God we have microphones, bitch. I literally had to like haul the laptop, haul the microphone thing. And I was like, okay, I'm going to try to whisper. But then like, I want obviously the audio for the pot to be awesome. So that's priority. And then not screaming in this lobby for people to hear me is the second priority. Priority, especially with, you know, our particular topics. So hopefully, I'm giving you a little yes. bit of a, a sexy, demure voice that y'all can still audibly
1: hear. Yes. And chatrice <laughs> is safe. Please know, like, she's not, you know, I don't know, hiding from anyone. I guess oh, you are yeah. hiding, but
0: well, you are fine. I, I actually am. <laughs> I was like trying to sneak into it. You are not in earlier. imminent danger. There is no danger. I'm only um in danger of being like, told to move <laughs> so, yeah. so yes louise what have you been up to <laughs> okay since we last recorded a couple weeks ago
1: i know it has been like two weeks i feel like i don't know should i match I like, like your softness soft. i don't yes, know whether to be like soft and supple um Ooh, so supple. what a good word <laughs> So it's been two weeks, which honestly it's the longest since like Shatrice and I have talked to one another, um, which is yeah, just just wild. Um, so I think since last time we've chatted. So we both have, or did I just come back from Florida last time? Yeah. We traveled you were so literally
0: just like getting off the plane or whatever. Yeah. We last
1: talk. So yeah, got back to Florida, getting act getting back to being acclimated doing the things um I also have like interesting stories to share from traveling which I'm
0: excited
1: yes so I'll just read I'll just name the characters I won't go into the story since we're short on time today but uh, character one was a man who brought knives through security um character two was I sat next to this very uh, I would say maybe she was college aged white woman very excited she like wanted to talk to me um, but she, towards the end of her conversation she disclosed it was her first time flying and when I tell you the person Ooh. in front of me whipped their head back so fast because I guess like <laughs> you know it. we all have the stereotype of like first time flyers being like anxious and are they going to like you know cause a scene oh. and I was like homegirl seem fine I, it, so it was her first time this was her first air airplane ride so she was going back home to wherever she was from um but yes someone like I was like okay girl I was like just don't throw (laughs) up on me or like I kind of like emotionally prepared I was like I guess if the plane starts shaking you might grab onto (laughs) me but that that might happen yeah the part who was the third character I met those are primarily the first the first two. Oh, okay. and I was gonna say I did um so I saw a friend of the pod Kimberly and I met a new friend of the pod Kiru who does um drumming and so I really want to work with her to like update our production sound oh so God. yes I played her I played her our music and she like was vibing and I was like I'm about to record you but I was like no like we need to get this like professional and legit so yeah shout out to Kiru who I hope we can um work with uh one day so
0: yes okay well that's awesome well much like you I too um was on the go and I traveled for work but honey let me tell you I made sure that I had a good time I was in DC met up with some friends and things like that so it was a good time um and um (laughs) <laughs> We're working on getting our per diem and all that stuff situated because I was like, I never ever thought that DC was cheap. But God, damn, did I spend a lot of money? In like three days. Yeah. It was ridiculous. Me and Danielle, friend of the pie, um, went to brunch, lunch. It was really lunch um at this really cool restaurant. It's called El Wait, Danielle's in DC now? No, child. I said, Danielle, I'm in DC. You come to DC. <laughs>
1: Oh, okay. Work. Okay.
0: <laughs> I feel like we always just end up in D.C. So I was like, come in. Because you know, she's in New York, so that's like York a two-hour train. Yeah. yeah. Um. And so I was like, come down. I'm here. You got a free place to stay. You know, all that. And so we went to this restaurant called El Teco, which is, I think, just down the street from Howard. But it's kind of moving. It's definitely moving away from the ghetto in no a shape. We all know how howard's in the ghetto but um it was so pretty and like i haven't posted like anything from that trip i was like actually doing videos for work like to and i Uh haven't posted that shit either i was like oh to be a content creator really is just a lot i I did one video like i've actually posted one video that i did a voiceover on for work and i was doing it on the train so much like this like muted voice i'm trying to give y'all right now that's how the video sounds
1: (laughs) Hi, so everyone. Like, Don't be frightened, but right. come to this restaurant. Check it out.
0: Right. I'm secretly in business. Well, I wasn't secretly in business class. I was in business class, but work. I dis- OK, I didn't want to disturb all the rest of the people. Also, yes, that was another thing I've been up to riding a an Amtrak train for the very first time ever. <gasps> so, yes. So I wrote it from my hometown ish to uh, to D.C. And when I tell you it left it don't there's only one train a day so you, mm-hmm. you got to get on that train and it's what five hours six or so? hours so it, yeah no it's not it's like five the oh bus work okay six. the bus gotcha. is six and so it doesn't save you any time <laughs> doing Amtrak but obviously you know you can sleep you don't have to be the one driving and whatever you don't have to have, have to worry about a car but when I tell you I walked into business class and I specifically requested they put me in and I was like Wait, I must be in coach. Like, I I was like, oh, wait, wait, wait. I must have walked into the wrong side. And then so I go back. And obviously, every other train, every other car in the train is coach, right? Right. And I'm like, oh, this shit looks the same. I was like, this looks the same. I was like, where's my sleeper car? Where's my miniature bed that I wanted? I wanted luxury. (laughs) Okay. That's not.
1: No, (laughs) business, that's a sleeper car. Is a whole separate ticket.
0: Yes. They were like, bitch, you get extra leg space. So, you and your short legs enjoyed this little wiggle room that you have, but there's no sleeper. I literally, Louise was like, Oh no, I'm in the wrong place.
1: <laughs> well, can, so can I share, actually, I remember the third thing. So, okay. So remember how we've have always talked about how our thirties need to be about luxury. So that means yes. like staying at good hotels. Sorry, that's the cat. Yes. Um, <laughs> hey, so <twister. laughs> I, um, well, okay. So let me say the punchline and the joke. So I will now be flying first class anytime a flight is longer <laughs> than 90 minutes.
0: Oh, damn.
1: Because. I
0: will not be up there with the leaf. <laughs>
1: because on the flight back from Florida between Florida and Queen City, um, AKA Charlotte, it was like about a, an hour and a half, maybe a hundred minute flight. And I, yeah. they offered me the opportunity to upgrade. And I always have always wanted the opportunity to upgrade to first class.
0: Yeah. I, I think
1: one time I tried to do that pre-COVID, they were like, bitch, you have to buy a whole new ticket. And I was like, what? Oh, that doesn't make any no. sense to me. Like I just literally i'm already on um, the plane i'm already on the plane like i don't need a whole separate ticket so uh they offered me the opportunity to upgrade for only 50 dollars, and i was like oh i guess i always thought upgrading to first class was going to be a little bit more expensive but Mm -hmm. i don't know if it was just because of covid Mm -hmm. or what have you i was like oh and i guess i've never you know being, we've always talked about this too, like class transition, you're kind of like semi always thinking like a broke person. Mm-hmm, and so I guess I just have always mm-hmm. naturally gone to like the cheapest flight option. I never bothered to look at first <laughs> I didn't class. even know what
0: the other options are.
1: Yeah, but here's my thing though. So I think one is I'm tired not having leg room and I'm not mm. going to pay for comfort plus, like which is $50 more when I could just pay for first class. And here's what it is too. I So being in these regional areas with regional airports, mm-hmm. you fly in smaller planes. And I love the planes that have one row on, or sorry, one seat mm-hmm. on each on side. the same row. Right, right. Or, or like one row on one seat on one side, two seats on the other. Cause I will usually yep. always pick the one. But this last time I was like, I fucking hate sitting next to someone on a seat if I don't know them, because you're both squished. I just- Sorry, little Becky. Sorry, little Becky. You know, I'm in this body, which is like a bigger body, and I just get so much, like nothing hurt, nothing gives you more anxiety than as a fat person trying to like fit in an airplane seat. And it's like the worst 28 seconds of your life, especially if you get a window seat and someone is sitting. So I was like, you
0: know what? Fucking goodness. Absolutely. I will just pay
1: for first class. I know my big ass fits in this. the only downside was so the seats again, are wider the seats are wider and you get more okay. legroom. room so i was like you know what okay. if it's like if it's like a 50 to 100 dollars more i'm just gonna do it for an hour and a half flight it's convenience it's luxury i can afford it i'm gonna do it now I, because i'm new money i didn't know how to ask for the alcohol and i was too scared so i just asked for orange juice um, but i was like i don't can i ask for a <laughs> Because they don't tell you. Right. It's one of those things that yes, when you have I love money, this
0: real. Yep. right, when
1: you have yep. money, you know what it is. But if, if you when you know the rules, if you're used to yep. it and if you're not, yep. you'd only know what they can tell you. And, you know, you can't hear them bitches over the aircom, the no. intercom anyway. So I'm like, I think you're saying I can get free stuff, but I don't know.
0: Like, ma'am, if you could show me to the free things, that would be so great. Right, and because I was looking and the, for
1: the first time in my life, I was looking for the fucking book where they explain the food to you, and it wasn't in the seat. And I was like, well, I the was one like, time was I need that book? fucking book. There's usually some kind of like lay like leaflet about the plane yeah. and where mm-hmm. the arrow. So that was in there, but they usually include the menu, and it didn't have it. Oh, I was like, if see, you, I didn't
0: even know that part.
1: But anyway, so I, in, in addition to staying in hotels, I am now going to be flying first class as often as yes. I can. Maybe only one way. I can't speak for round trip, but <laughs> at least, as much as possible. Oh, maybe that's why you it was so cheap. because it was two of flights. Right, right. Maybe that's why it was nice. so cheap because it was only one flight. Because it was a two-part flight and I really, I paid for the longest part.
0: Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. That, that might be it. And it's, it's, I mean, literally I have so many follow-ups of things that you said, but one of which is being new money. And so like I said, I've never been on an Amtrak train, but, or just like a train for an extended trip, right? And so I was like, okay, I think a train, taking a train is like taking a plane. So let me make sure I get there super early. Let me make sure oh, I do this, mm-hmm. that, and the third. Though I forgot we had, a, or I didn't realize we had assigned seats, which whatever. But yeah. Um, So there was literally no reason to get there early. Nobody, there was no security checking a damn bag. Like I could brought whatever. Cause they were like, Oh, well, if you're checking a bag, do come at this time or whatever. And I was like, Oh, I didn't know you could check a bag on a trip girl. No, take that bag with you. Nobody is out there. They're just trying to make sure you know that this bus is leaving at 8 55 AM like period. Um, However, when I got into my seat, I was like, okay, so if I was on a plane, I would be expecting in the next 30 minutes for a little snack cart to come on by with a little flight attendant. And so I was waiting for that, like an ignoramo oh. on this train. And so which I literally sat there for five fucking hours. Oh, no. And I didn't get breakfast because I was trying to get there early. And so I was like, um, I'm going to try. Yeah, I was like, going to come back he's i was like i heard him but then i fell asleep and i thought and i thought i missed the car yes.
1: well and i will say i haven't taken a train since COVID, so i don't know if things have changed where the food cart isn't so, there
0: so the food cart is for sure there and so i finally you know got the nerve got up the courage to ask the guy um i guess he's a conductor or train attendant whomever walking by ticket checker whomever and um yeah he was like the train cart is two cart up or two two cars up, and I was like, oh, okay, so it's not coming to me. Great. So I was like, but here's the thing: the last time I was on a train, uh, we were somewhere in Germany, and somebody shit got stolen off that train because they put it in the overhead compartment. Oh yes, I never leave my own. And yes. Off yeah and so I was like I was like how many cars two cars I was so I'm like over here on the train trying to walk really fast to like the snack cart which there's no snacks to be found and I was like I can't I can't risk another car I can't risk my something so so." I
2: basically
0: jet back to my seat because I was like I will not be getting robbed and so I was like you think you're gonna get robbed on business class I'm like that's where they're gonna go first right because
1: you can go freely between car the cars yeah
0: you can go freely and my rule is which I was like okay this is actually a little bit of a pro tip it's probably not that much of a pro tip but I was like, if you need to if you're traveling by yourself which one, try to travel with somebody else but if you have to travel by yourself only get up when you know the train is not about to stop so I was like the problem with when their stuff got stolen was that the person had already left the train right but I'm like honey the next stop is Manassas which is like 45 minutes so if you try to sell stuff, we can all just go through this train and find you like it's not that big of a deal but yeah so that was a little bit of a struggle but yes honey being new money is like so
1: yeah well it's such a learning process
0: but anywho, so a me moment in these past couple of weeks. Hopefully you've had one.
1: This week has been, so really ever since coming back from Florida, you know, August is just a busy-ass time. And so it's <laughs> been talk. revving up like no other. Oh, bitch, I forgot to tell you. I went on a triple date. So like a double
0: date, but like a triple.
1: Yes, with two other couples. I love it. So Who are it these was really, couples? Well, okay, so this is how my me moment was. Bay and I, we... It was Saturday. This past Saturday, we were like, we just need to do something. Let's go walk. I was just like, just just let's let's go walk. And there's yes. a neighborhood bar we've always wanted to go to, but it's either we're like too tired. Finally, we decided to stop in, and because we we have we often commiserate about COVID and just how you know, what COVID has robbed us of and just these experiences that, you know, like, I live in a new city. Like, I want to do all these things and I was really looking forward to it. And even, Mm -hmm. you know, the Delta area at this point is rampant. You know, cities are reinstating (laughs) masks, masks and stuff like that. I saw your post
0: about fall plans. Oh, yes. Delta Delta. area. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, I really, I really thought I was going to get a hot girl summer and now it's like lukewarm girl summer. And Mm -hmm. here we are. So, but anyway, so Saturday we were like, let's stop in this bar and we did and like we both looked at each other and for a moment we were like this is this is what could have been like what we're living now in this moment is basically what life could have been if COVID wasn't a thing, right? Like, yeah. yes, we're living. Yes, we're like having a drink inside this bar without our masks and we're fine. And like, yeah. it was a bar that was also like a little bit of a music scene. And there was like these college age bands like doing their sound <laughs> tests before. And I was like, this feels normal, right? This is like things that I looked forward to living in a city and I just don't do anymore because of COVID. Our The me moment was really just trying to exist within COVID and create some kind of <sighs> normalcy is not the right word because this isn't normal but just some kind of semblance of normalcy
0: yeah some familiarity to a life you've Famili- hat
1: yeah you know and so that was it I think that was it so but yeah the triple That's day was cute. fun we went mini golfing I haven't been mini golfing since I, I was like, a teenager y'all
0: did- so y'all did like a like a Full activity. I
1: was like, yes. Well, no, no, and so, and it's funny because so this is like uh, partners, friends, and so I was like, oh, I haven't hung out with like non higher ed education people, like. How what do that? you it was
0: <laughs> what do y'all well, talk was,
1: about well and that was i think what was it is so also you know i guess ho tip dating tip chatrice louise tip when you do double dates uh i guess mm-hmm. and i were kind of on quasi we did a semi double Was sure. it? Who knows? maybe let's we call can, it but would, it was over yeah. a meal it was over a meal mm-hmm. but i really think similar to individual dates or single dates an activity just kind of breaks the ice so there's like no awkwardness absolutely. like there's something to do like you always have like something to come back to like whether it's commenting on the activity itself and yes. so somewhere really to put nice. your hands <laughs> no but truly right like you're, you're doing something and people can just be you know the their natural selves without like yeah performing social interaction if that makes sense
0: oh it absolutely does it's such a great um, pre pre transition to our topic today. Yes, oh perfect. Um, As always,
1: I have not read this outline.
0: That's so. okay. Um, and so no, that's really cute though. Um, I love that for y'all, and hopefully, I just maybe like the pandemic is telling me truth. You are just gonna have to take it day by day from this point forward Bitch, in life, yes. like because I'm like I just don't feel that strongly about planning things too far in advance of this like Mm -hmm. like 2020 burst my motherfucking bubble and i'm not gonna let 2021 do that like it's been a pretty okay year so far the summer's been great and so i'm like i let's just focus on now the only thing is i've been wondering like do i Hurry up and travel before Delta really sets in? Or is it more dangerous to travel now before we know what Delta is? So I'm like, it's
1: here, right? For lack of a better word, it's here. I mean, you know, I I think things are going to, it'll be really interesting to see how September goes. Well,
0: real quick, my me moment this week. So, okay. So this is probably something you never even noticed, but I'm, you know, we're all vain about ourselves, right? And so when I got my, teeth straightened a la the braces my teeth became straight but then the like actual shape of some of the teeth like became a little bit more obvious that they weren't like flat or sometimes Mm -hmm. they were curved or whatever and so I got one of my little curves filled in which i know, like literally no one's going to be able to know that this but is you can tell yeah i can tell like 77 later i was like oh is this what people like kind of mean when they go and get what do get dental work like it wasn't a cleaning right. it was, like dental work and so i'm like i cannot believe i paid 77 motherfucking dollars for him to put like a little piece of what i don't know silicone Plaster or something or, two or something. Pla- like something the edge of a tooth and then I was like well shoot while we're here like look at all of them like, you want to put some more open- <laughs> <laughs> you know shoot
1: that, shoot that air blaster water blaster between these look, at least in there
0: give me a little extra scrub honey brush all of them while you're there because I literally have to go there right after a lunch meeting and I was like oops sorry um, but yeah, he gave me like to, I was asking about one tooth in particular or one space in particular. He was like, Ooh, yeah, that one's a little bit more difficult. And I was like, I was like, Ooh, look at me like growing into my adulthood. Cause I was like, well, difficult for you or difficult for me. Like, like, can you do it? Or like, are you saying like, it would, you know, hurt me a lot or whatever. He was like, well, difficult for me. And I was like, okay, well, do you not doing this for free so like go ahead and like do the thing but then that's when he finally was like oh no like i actually can't slash i feel like don't know how but you know whatever i was like so then just say that from the beginning like don't right. act like this is cuz i just hate when people who you're paying to like provide a service for are like oh well this is going to be like the the difficult option for us but it is an option, right? It is an option,
1: right? That's what this podcast I was just listening to was talking about. It's like you pay, like you have to advocate for yourself as like you a person of color in the medical, mm-hmm. like when you go Absolutely into a doctor's do. office because you're paying them. So I just, like, I always need investing. to remind myself. I always have to. I'm. I tend to be very like, well, you're the expert. Like, okay, if you say I need to take this, and clearly you must know, and I never mm-hmm. stop to like really ask questions. Mm-hmm. Um, so exactly. that was a good reminder.
0: Yes, look at this. Adulting. Shout out. Shout out. Shout out for the culture.
1: Yes. yes. And I can I can kick us off. So I have yes. three, I have three for the courting <laughs> yes. cuties. So okay. um so uh, I wanna shout out Nicole Seeley um and this and the hashtag the Sealy Challenge. So if you don't know about the Sealy Challenge, um Mm-mm. Nicole Seely is a black woman and a poet who I think about seven oh, years oh, ago yes, yes, yeah I posted about this but yeah I was um, like I saw your video yeah her challenge is to uh during the month of August read a poetry book a day and mm-hmm. I can't remember if this is part of her challenge or this was just me being me but um I tried to read like uh basically like non-white people non-white poets um yeah. so as much like you know, poets of color and just poets from like different, like races and ethnicities that don't typically read. So mm-hmm. shout out to Nicole Seely and the Sealy challenge. So it's uh, yes. what I think it's like in its second week. And so it's really hard to read a poetry book a day. I definitely haven't done it, but I just was like, you know what? Like I'm just reading more, which I think is great. Yeah. yeah. And bringing literature in a fantastic way.
0: Yes. Do you have at least one book of poetry that you would recommend for listeners?
1: Uh, Joshua Nguyen wrote this fantastic <laughs> micro uh, chat book, um, which has Vietnamese in the title. So I don't want to butcher it by saying it incorrectly. Um, but definitely it is about um, cooking and motherhood and connection to culture through cooking. So um, you can find out more about the book at Joshua Wynn's website and the second thing I have is I don't know if you saw but Beyonce has a a new Adidas collection coming Um, out
0: maybe is it like size? no no it's like
1: Western it's like chaps and hats (laughs) and like it's a very country (laughs) Western theme you should look it up Um, I think that's like August mid-August or something like that it'll be released so you know the girls will be out here showing some cheek uh with their wow. Beyonce, with their Beyonce chaps. So
0: Ooh, I love the hair. This is very um circa two thousand like one for yes. this hair. Um, but I don't know why the fuck I would walk around in chaps. But you know, that's just me and she's from Texas, so I'll let it slide.
1: Let it slide. And I and think the- she's now
0: doing stuff for big girls too. Which she may always have, but I've never been able to find I was never able to find Ivy Park in plus size. And mm-hmm. so I think I've I'm almost certain I've seen several plus size people in, in, Glad. Like her, in this collab. Yeah. Because it can't just be yeah.
1: Rihanna and Fenty and Savage Fenty out here <laughs> doing it. I mean it can, but she's just gonna get all the money. And that's just so.
0: panties, but that's just panties.
1: Right. Oh my gosh, but related to so shout out for the culture Rihanna, who's like a billionaire now officially. Yes, so yes. I think she's like the second. Richest woman entertainment, Oprah being number one. Obviously, um, and I recently saw on Twitter. I don't know if it's true, but do you know what jock straps are? Mm-hmm. Okay, Things so she's watch. making them. She's making them, and I'm excited. I'm definitely gonna buy a, savage, a savage Fenty jock strap because I think that's so fucking funny and so cool. So, I
0: mean. So a jock strap, if I correct me if I'm wrong, was originally for sports. For athletics. Things. I think so. Oh, I don't know why things. you want to
1: bare ass for sports.
0: I mean, I think they put more clothes on top, but I'm like, what I when I think of a jock strap, I also think of a man thong. So right. that might be the more popular usage of today. <laughs> <laughs> yes,
1: man-thong it up. Um, yes and okay then, C- continue continue and then my last shout out for the culture is actually dr kate so i know you're not on twitter yes. um i don't think she shared the news on not on or sorry i don't think she shared the news outside of twitter but mm-hmm. dr kate is officially a she official. licensed yes. clinical psychologist and she Ba-ba-ba-ba-ba. shouted us she shouted us out um, oh. for helping her get through like the last year of studying and i'm just gonna read oh. it out so um, yes this part that specifically mentions us because we're important she <laughs> said louise and chatrice's podcast was always the giggle i needed
0: Oh, well, Dr. Hay, I'm glad we could give you a giggle. And now maybe you can give us some guidance again.
1: <laughs> <We can just laughs> giggle
0: for guidance. Giggle for guidance. Like we can have that exchange. But that's so exciting. I do remember seeing on um her Insta, like that that was like a process or maybe she had told me and I was like, girl, are you not already official? Like, how is there more shit that you have to do to become a Like fish- an exam? Like, you-
1: like a license. Like you're so exam. educated.
0: I just thought that's what her like internship was. But I mm-hmm. truly know nothing about the field of psychology. So there you go. Um, So uh, as we head into our topic for today, I would like to... um, like for you all to follow me back to like 1997 uh, and, and looking outside of a window and a brownstone in New York city as Carrie Bradshaw would do um, as I was typing earlier. And as I started to wrap up my fabulous hot girl summer, I began to wonder, <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. I begin to wonder, am I bringing my most real mm. self to my relationships? Do I really want my partners to be their true selves? And do I even know who I am as a potential partner? Insert some Sex and the City transition music. <laughs> touch. Please,
1: oh my gosh like bitch these questions that right there we can just we can actually just stop right? the episode like, i honestly. like i don't know if i want to answer these <laughs> i'm being called out well yeah. so let me just say well let me just say this and then I, okay. i'll say the sentence and then if i need to talk about it more i will this is actually okay. one of the reasons i want to go back to therapy is to answer actually mm. some of these questions mm-hmm, so.
0: mm-hmm. well okay and so i knew you you know and obviously you know lean in uh and whatever else as much as you want as much as you feel comfortable but I knew you'd have things to say about this because like we I don't even know that we've necessarily talked about it in detail but I know you've definitely like made comments here and there and like I've started to think about that so much over these past couple weeks I was like we have to talk about it because I mean truly this came this just came up in my spirit I guess like in the last few days of like like am I really like bringing Mm. myself like for real for real to this relationship and am I asking this because I don't even know who I am in a for real for real relationship because I'm so used to filling my like mental space with trying to decipher the bullshit of relationships that I don't ever just get to sit in health in a space of health oh right like oh this is who I am this is I can spend my energy thinking about like what it is I'm bringing and like being fulfilled and things like that. And I'm, and I, I think I, so, okay. So cuties, we mentioned this, I believe on the last episode or the one before about how I went on my first white date, uh, with the spicy white spice dub, if you will. Um, and we've been seeing each other, uh, ever since, and that's been going really well. But what has also, or and what has also happened was when me and Spicy, when we first matched, I also matched with like a couple other people on Hinge. And I was like, ooh, maybe this is the pro tip, even though the experts would advise against this. But I'm like, honey, actually just get on all the apps at once. see where you're at and then just delete all of them so at this point I literally deleted all of them more so because I was running out of space for pictures but you know it felt symbolic as well but yeah so at the same time that I was matching with him I matched with this other guy like I said we'll call him Kale and we actually really hit it off like on our first date um he lives a little bit further out and so we haven't had as much like physical Mm -hmm. or face-to-face time but like and Kale's
1: the one you went to the carnival with
0: Mm -hmm, mm mm-hmm um and so I'm like I like them both and, and and I think the thing specifically with Spicy is that I I have definitely felt like, okay, this is I'm just in uncharted territory and I don't know like if he was a black guy, if I would be mm. doing or saying or allowing for certain things. Like like I'll just say for example, like y'all know I'm a grammar goddess and there's just been moments. Of not so great grammar, especially via text, which I'm like, say, yeah. yeah, and and I was like, well, typically I get most agitated at bad grammar when I'm already annoyed with the person, like as a human. <laughs> like, if I don't like you and your grammar's not great, then like fuel to the I'm fire, like, fuel to the fire. But I'm like, if I like you, like I usually can let it slide. But then I was like, am I? Am I am I like letting this slide or would I really actually have said something like if this is a black guy that I would typically date? And so like i and that's you know just one like small example, but I've definitely been thinking about that, like with a couple of things. And then of course I thought of you because I was like, well, you've dated the whites, like I don't know, you tell yeah. me Louise, like you're the expert <laughs> here of the two of us when it comes I'm the to the expert white of people. dating <laughs> white people. Well, yes. So um, of course, y'all know, I do my little Googles and research. And so I have um, a really great article from Essence to kind of guide some of this. But when I was just kind of like typing out my like thoughts of like all the things, one of the very last questions that I I put on here was what matters most in dating? And that's exactly what I was kind of referring Mm -hmm. to. I was like, well, but okay. Ultimately, in the grand scheme of things, does it matter that he doesn't listen to the same music doesn't matter that he doesn't, you know, use the king's English or whatever, like what really actually matters, Matters. because what I know to be true, period is when I'm having a rough day, and someone offers to come over and cook me dinner, like, Mm You can spell stuff however you want. Like that is sweet. <laughs> like I'm if you like, say yes.
1: NVM instead of said never mind. But you still make these eggs and bacon and a BLT, right. honey. We're here. Then
0: we're here. Like, what am I supposed to do? And and same for that. I'm like, you know, I I've, I've also been thinking. I'm like, oh, is 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 the attraction here that like that stereotypical opposites attract situation? Because we've mm-hmm. definitely already been in moments where he he'll be like which i'm like oh white man he'll be like no i know you i know you've heard of this before i know you've seen this thing before i'm like no (laughs) like i can like something from white culture
1: yes and i'm like
0: i can which you know white culture is mainstream culture so you know people truly do be thinking like no this is so universal i'm like no it is not i have no idea what the hell you're talking (laughs) he'll show me and he's like "No, no 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 let me just show you you'll know i'm like Blank stare, like now, like this rings. I'm like, I'm supposed, I suppose I also can't, you know, talk to you about, you know, the fifth episode and the second season of Living Single I now. It's like, you know, these things. So, yeah. yeah.
1: Well, and, and, you know, if there's an order you want us to go with this conversation, please, like, let me know. But one of the quick things I was going to say is, I think for me, what underscores all of this and something I keep coming back to is the person you're in a relationship with shouldn't be your everything in the sense you're that right. you know, like maybe they are not the person you can talk about that living single episode with you. Um, you know, my partner hasn't seen that's sex what in I have the Gabby city. For. <laughs> yes, my partner hasn't seen he sex hasn't? in the city. And so I'm like, oh well, God. okay. So I'm just gonna go talk, you know, I was gonna go over here, but yeah, um, yeah. So for me, that's what underscores some of this is like. You're if you, well, you know, I don't know, Leo's can be narcissist. So do you want to date yourself? That's what I often have to come back to.
0: and of course, yesterday, I had that thought. I was like, how much like me? yeah, does my partner need to be? Yes, I keep saying, I keep saying I don't need another catrice in my life because she's all i need right here she exists already and i don't want no duplicates but then i'm like but it's also like i can't so i can't be mad for example just like i'm thinking of something i can't be mad if like someone who's not in academia doesn't understand references of academia like i'm not like that's right. totally fine but then I'm like, well, when I do feel like some of this does cross mainstream, I'm like, do should you know these things? But you know what? I'm 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 deflecting here. And the whole purpose of this episode is really to turn this back on us and not like the people that we're dating. So let me sure, scoot us back to um, this essence article that essence.com article that I read earlier by Danielle Pointe, maybe. Um, so hey Danielle, and actually this article is a few years old, but super relevant to how I've kind of been feeling and what I've been thinking about. And so I'm just going to do some quotes. And she asks a lot of questions in her article, mm-hmm. so I was like, Oh, we'll just go with that. Excuse me. But, um, so, so kind of one of the first things that she says in the article is that at some point, yeah, at some point the real you has to come out and all the little things you've been trying to hide need to come out of the closet. So you can be accepted for who you truly are, the good, the bad, and the awkward. And so, You know what, I'll just keep going because I see (laughs) Louise. And so that was like one thing. And I was like, ooh, Danielle, you you're not wrong. And so she goes on to say, I'm talking about the real you, the real you who keeps a slightly messy apartment that Bay never gets to see because you clean from the ceiling to the baseboards every time he says he's on his way. And she gave some, yes, and she gave well. some of us know that um and and she listed some other things but anyway she basically asked like when does your partner get to see that you and so that's where I'll kind of take us like when generally speaking not like with this current relationship but generally speaking like mm-hmm. when do you feel like the real you comes shows up.
1: out
0: yeah or shows up yeah
1: I don't think it's a I don't know if the word is linear or static, but I don't think there's a definitive point in time Mm -hmm. that the real you like comes out all at once will be my caveat. Like I think for me being in a relationship has been for myself, understanding who I am as a person and alongside another person. And so Mm -hmm. who that person is like, there's so much bullshit I don't know it's 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 interesting because like does like does my partner all like does my partner need to receive a dossier about me and know about that story (laughs) when I was nine and playing soccer with my cousins and they made me feel excluded and made me question my Latinx identity like that doesn't like what that doesn't if that comes up in a story or as we're talking sure but like And and what I'm not saying is there needs to be some mystery about you. But I think like, when does your partner get to see the messy you? I really like that because especially when it comes to cleaning an apartment, I'll do it a little (laughs) bit. I mean, it should happen. When does it like if the question is, when does your partner get to see that messy apartment? I don't know, within the first month, if there's like a time to put it on in that way.
0: And it doesn't literally have to be, like, a messy apartment. Oh, okay. Like, I was, what, like, yeah, the metaphoric. Yeah, <laughs> the messy the apartment represents. Meta, messy. Yes. Thing, like the Focus on the mess that is you. That is me. That
1: is, me. <laughs> that is we, That is us. And we are um, all together.
0: Because, basically, like, what, what I take from kind of what she's asking is, when do you, let's mm. say, uh, you always like to eat ice cream in bed, right? Like, when do you do that? Like, when does your partner yeah. s- get to see you do that? Because so and this might help for reference to um, this is from loveprojectlove.com um, which is definitely based on the language, a British uh, <laughs> website of some sort. Um, and she talks about like a similar she's talking about all of this stuff, too. But she was saying that she was interviewing some other girl who is dating some guy. Right. And she was saying with the guy she fancied. For those uncultured cuties, that means liked in British, whatever, British English. Um, so with the guy she fancied, she felt the need to perform and impress him as there's more at stake. Um, oh, and then this. Mm-hmm. Could, yes. And that like she said, of course, a whole lot more. But I was like that that hit the nail on the head for me um, because, you know, she's like, could this be the one that I marry one day? Like I need to be on my best behavior and all of that. And I, I was like, well, I do i think i'm always me i think i'm always me i'm always some version of me like which i mean that's what they talk about like sending your representatives and stuff like that but but no like i'm probably like she went on to say i think danielle went on to say in this article like her partner doesn't even really know for all for all he knows like she never uses the bathroom like
1: (laughs) oh no i yeah, that kind of stuff i'm like
0: That's a little gender too, because she was like, you know, guys will just be like farting and burping. I'm like, no, I would never do that, like on a first, certainly never on a first date. They're funny.
1: They talked about that in Sex in the City too. I can't remember what episode or what context, but I think they did. They talked about that. Like,
0: it's it's too much, and I'm like, this. Now, this truly isn't me putting on a performance. this is me putting on me um because i do not like bodily fluids excretions or sounds or smells from other people and i don't like them to hear smell see mine and that's just generally speaking but what do
1: you do when your when his version of him doesn't vibe Mm -hmm. with your version of you and how you want others (laughs) to interact with you right (laughs)
0: Yes. And that is why we're here today on this
1: podcast. <laughs> that is why we've come to the court in the ask yes. for help. And we are the hosts need help.
0: Yeah. <laughs> the need I mean,
1: help. You touched upon something earlier that I think is like really important. And I'm going to mention what you said, but I don't know if I'll have the best language to describe it. So you said, mm-hmm. you know, for Spicy White, bad grammar gets on your nerves. But, or I don't know I don't know if he's the one who came over and made you dinner, but you might have someone who comes in and shows you affection and intimacy in other ways. Mm -hmm. That's also really important. Doesn't, and this is where I'm going to struggle with naming some stuff. Mm -hmm. I've had to learn what is the hill I want to die on, right? Like, Mm -hmm. and also maybe more to the point, what are things, what are blocks that I'm, self-developing in order to Uh, self-sabotage the relationship, right? Mm -hmm. And I think that's what I have to understand. Like, am I so blocked off? And you hit the nail on the head. You said, I'm so used to being on the defense with all these motherfuckers dating that, I'm going to be, you know, it's going to take, it's, it's a mental shift, right? When you're in a good, 100%. when you found something good, you're like, wait, this is not normal. This is, yeah. you know, this is weird. And I, I get it. And I really relate. And so for me, th- those are the questions that I have to ask myself. Maybe I don't, maybe, you know, Dr. Kate, uh, newly licensed clinical psychologist yes. can help us name what this is. But the questions that have come to me have been, What's the hill, again? What's the hill I want to die on? And is this just a way for me to self-sabotage the mm-hmm. relationship?
0: Yeah, I mean, again, Louise. Yes, we're very. Uh, I was going to say simpatico, but that does not mean <laughs> what I needed to sympathetic. mean. We are, yes,
1: we are sympathetic.
0: We're in sync. That is yes, 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 we are. We are 1990s boy band in sync. Um, and because I was thinking about that. Uh, As I was thinking about a lot of these things the other day, and I was like, you know, I perhaps have, because, you know, uh, me and Spicy White kind of talked a little bit more about like our dating histories and things like that, which is always like such an interesting conversation to have. But what I appreciate is that like we've seen each other like so much at this point. Like it didn't feel like that first day, like, okay, tell me about your dating history. Cause that always was a little invasive for me. I'm like, but we're here. Like, we were both operating as single human beings. Like, can we just focus on that? But, mm-hmm. like, it came up or whatever. And basically, I found out, well, I named it. Um, I told him, I was like, oh, you're a serial monogamous. Like, that's, uh, that's yeah. what you are. He was like, he was like, my shortest relationship has been a year. I was like, my longest relationship has been a year.
1: What's that life like? Please tell me. <gasps> what is that? I'm like, I feel like was always meant to be. Oh, so he's looking monotonous. for the long, he's looking for wifey. But not in a like we'll marry you quickly way, but like really is committed to finding.
0: Yes. And so I just hadn't ever thought about how much that that does kind of me a little bit mm. and I, like i've been sitting here in singledom for however many years and i'm like i'm like waiting for someone to be like let's do this let's be here let's not be afraid of commitment and when girl when when i tell you he he is the furthest thing From afraid of commitment Mm -hmm. and actually that's what I'm starting to learn about Kale too because literally on our first date he was like making references to the fact that like he like got a different job and was like I need to like focus on x y and z because if I ever want to be a husband and a good partner and I was like oh I remember saying that yes yeah I was like this is not usually what I'm hearing on our first date and I'm not mad at it like this is this is nice to fucking hear for a change instead of the like IDK guys or whatever like I'm literally dating two guys who are who are not IDK guys and actually on a sex in the city reference I was like oh my fucking goodness the 90s had it all figured out because I don't know if you remember it was when Charlotte met Trey and I'm pretty sure Samantha or maybe Carrie was like because they, like, Charlotte and Shirley kind of, like, moved fast or whatever, but they were talking about, like, well, when, and I, I think this can be genderless, but like when you're dating someone, when you're dating a person who's like relationship green light is on, like mm. things are going to move. Whereas like I'm always dating someone in fucking yellow or oh, maybe even red, yeah. you know what I mean? So it's like, he's like green light. Like I'm like, I've turned on the green light. Like I am
1: ready to, to go long term yeah.
0: relationship, like with somebody. And so like, I am acting. <gasps> a bitch, you're
1: finding what Demona said you were going to find, or you're finding what Demona said people would find at this time during COVID
0: you know Damona if you know I'm not gonna you better send her an email extra, to be like look a little
1: say- bit update <sighs> you said some she spoke something over you that clearly she- has opened up something in the universe's door
0: yes and I receive it all I receive it all because damn it's raining out here I receive it all because um <laughs> like this is a lot happening um because I I will say that is one thing I've I've just Maybe unnecessarily, but I felt the need to be <laughs> vocal about with Spicy is that, like, you were the first. I never date outside of this. Like, I just want you to know, like, this is new for me. And mm. honestly, even like so much of like him is like new for me. And I do think sometimes I do think that's part of the attraction. Right. It's like, ooh, this is something new, like this yeah. is something different, you know, whatever. And actually, he was the one who called my ass out because I was like, <laughs> how'd you deal with that I don't ah! what. well so he was like um so I I don't know how we got on this topic but I was like you know obviously we had our BDSM episode not too long ago and I wasn't and I don't you know lead with that ever but we had just got on the topic and I was like you know I'm just I said in my 30s like no more bad sex like blah blah blah. blah, blah. I'm gonna try all these new things and so that we're having that conversation and so then when I was like you know I'm just letting you know, like, I never date non-black guys, not really, like, you were the first whatever. And he was like, well, you were over here talking about how you want to try new stuff and all this new stuff. Like, I'm new, like, try this. And I was like, oh. um, I was like, oh, so good. you're listening to what I was saying. But I really do think now that I'm you know, hopefully headed into like some healthier spaces with mm-hmm. people that I'm dating. Like it's really making me think about just how I, how I show up in relationships.
1: We are, we have lived experiences. And so we've said two plus two equals four. And mm-hmm. when we see that pattern again, we're like, okay, well, I'm dating someone. I'm about to be my true self. Previous experience had taught me that a breakup or something will shift in the relationship. And it's not until you go up, to it and face it and push past it push through it that you Mm -hmm. can see another potential outcome and you know and I'll be totally honest a year and a half into this I am still learning it I am still Mm -hmm. like I really need to go into therapy to really figure out why I am withholding in this way Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. it's not fair to me it's not fair to the people I'm in my life the people who are in my life friends Mm -hmm. you know my partner um but it's tough right I mean I think beyond dating we cannot not talk about just the world that we live in society at large that we live in that tells us that even just by being right whether Mm -hmm. it's our sexual orientation our skin color our race like that's already squashed right and so exactly you know when you talk about what's it called like the impact of oppression you feel it systemically you know interpersonally like there's just so much shit that tells us if i'm if i'm my true self danger danger will robinson like something good may not come out of it and
0: absolutely absolutely
1: i can only hope for people and i really learned this from um, from one of my um, friends it took her like a full year like into the second year of a relationship to really just undo all of these things and show mm. up as who she truly is beginning to right um, because I think yeah there's just so much shit I mean and all of us come with with baggage and it's hard to let let someone fully see it because you're like are they gonna like it? Are they gonna think less of me, different than me? What 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 is going to happen once I share this information?
0: And you know that I be getting on and off this Brene Brown train <laughs> <all the time.
1: laughs> for today. So, well, you you just were the train, and so this time you're riding yes. the Brene train.
0: And and so I wanted to pull her specific. Uh, definition of vulnerability because that's kind of what that's that's what you're talking about um in just some words from her and she's like you know there's no intimacy without vulnerability which is like yikes um and then she says the definition of vulnerability is uncertainty mm. risk and emotional exposure exposure and that you know this is why vulnerability isn't a weakness because that's a fucking lot of stuff. Like you, you're not certain how people are going to respond. Like you literally have to open yourself up and just be there fucking naked until, you know, you get something out of someone. And it's all a risk because it all could go great or it all could very well not. And I think, I mean, truly, that alone is what is what stops us. like it, it prevents us like that fear that what did she say? So many other words. Um, The shame of it all, essentially, is like, you know, like, I'm not going to be enough for of this or that of what this person wants. Um, And I think what we maybe say in more common terms is like, you know, I'm not comfortable enough with you yet, or I'm not you know, comfortable to do X, Y, and Z. And I think some of that is like valid. All of it is valid, right? If, if you're not comfortable with someone, that just means, you know, maybe the relationship is too new. Like maybe you're mm-hmm. still figuring things out. And I don't think you have, and she talks about that too. Like, she's like, not saying you need to tell them. And like you were saying with the story, with the soccer, like, I don't need to tell you my whole life story on date number one. No, like that's, that that's over and overshare. And that in some ways could be like and some, some opposition to, like, actual vulnerability or whatever. But, like... Because
1: right. there's also something about... I don't know if you've ever met those people who, like, uh, do tell you their life story the first time you're meeting them, and you're like, is this, like, why, right? And you're just yes. like, I don't need to know that this too much. deep thing happened to you. Um, not today. Not today.
0: One kind of, like, small little whatever example. Um, so me and Spicy were watching... I picked the rom-com the last time we were watching something, so I was like, fine, you can pick, like, the next movie, which, of course, I feel like I'm always dating guys who like scary movies, whatever. So this particular scary movie that he has us watching is, like, a period piece. So imagine, like, the characters of Bridgerton within meets Ghosts meets (laughs) Charmed, like, all this other shit or whatever. So I'm like, okay. And so at one point during the movie, he's like, "Um, would you like to live, like, back in this time? And I just... I just, I had to, I was like, are you asking me as a black woman or like in general, because those are two different answers. (laughs) Because I was like, look at the, he was like, oh shit, like there aren't any black people. I was like, yes, that's because these are like the high society people in the movie. The black people are in the back somewhere. Like Like that's the unspoken truth of what that, you know, made up but like actual based on reality, reality is is that mm-hmm. the black people are the help. So no, hell no. I don't want to be in that, you know, in that period. But then I was like, well, now if we're speaking in general now, I do like the fashion and I do love dressing up. <laughs> so like, yes.
1: The I'm vibes like, of it. Yes. Re- so- the reality of it. No,
0: no. Which honestly you can say the same thing about today's America, <laughs>
1: but,
0: right. anyway, but like all that to say that, I've, you know, I've just been thinking about like, okay, is my blackness present? Is it too Mm. present? Like, is it present enough? Like, maybe it's not enough. Like, and I'm like, do I just need to sit down and have like a. Obviously, I work in diversity, but like, forget the job stuff. Like, I believe in social justice. And so I'm going to call things out. Like, and you got to be okay with that, which I already, because I'm me, I already have.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I thought about that too. And I can't remember. So let me show you the. I thought about like, ooh, am I not being enough my like ethnic and or racial identity in this space like do i should i be bringing up race more and talking more about Mm -hmm. race but then Mm -hmm. i thought about it and i can't remember if it was what dr kate said or Damona said or we've talked about it but then i think about it i was like luis when you're when you're with your poc friends y'all are not talking about race all the time either (laughs) like Mm -hmm. we're just Mm -hmm. being and so Mm like i don't yep you know well because like I
0: think- in that <laughs> in that moment when i like answered his question with the question i was like now, if he was black would i have even like been like do you mean as a black woman or do you mean in general but then i'm like but if he was a black guy i feel like there would have possibly been just a general understanding of like Brian what we would mean because what we know about like just our lived experience right and he Mm. you know he is spicy for a reason like he is a person of color and actually like just him like hearing some of his stories growing up i'm like oh fuck race is a bitch and colorism is a bitch to everybody like we nobody wins in this fucking patriarchy (laughs) like it no we're all
1: fucked well and i think i think something you have to ask yourself and something i've asked myself too is like as a Person of color in an interracial relationship with a white person, like how much labor do I want to do and should I do to educate Mm -hmm. about all things race? Mm -hmm. Um, I do, and I also do it
0: about you. Yeah. I do it
1: in my job, right? Like I do these things in my job too. Um, And so I think that's something that I think about and don't have the answer to. Here's what's interesting. So let's, let's take for example, Bridgerton, right? We are like enthusiastically talking about Bridgerton, but I think both of us probably approach the conversation knowing intuitively, instinctively, we wouldn't want to live there, but we're talking about it. Right. And so I think the best way I've heard it described is like when you're with people who share a race, ethnicity, who share an identity with you, there's less you have to explain, and you kind of mm-hmm. approach it with this, like, oh, okay, I think we all are this playing like shared with the understanding. Same, this yep. shared understanding, and obviously mm-hmm. that can extend to a relationship that that is that can be in a friendship, and so I think mm-hmm. it's just like, I don't know. I I think it's just this like i don't know what the it's weird to call them race reminders because i also don't want to make light of like lack of well, racial understanding but just these kind of like boop don't forget like
0: well no bitch i coined that term yes race like, reminders yes. don't steal it
1: from me uh, what's, <laughs> who, what's that white girl's name what's that white woman's name everybody's like them? don't steal it from me robin d'angelo
0: Oh, mm, you heard it. Don't steal. Y'all love to steal. Anyway, but yes, no, you're absolutely, you're, yes, that that to me feels like what it is. I, yes, I feel the need in the, what, five weeks that I've dated a non-Black person. I'm like, I do not want you to forget I'm Black. Like, I, yeah. I, I think that that may have been part of where that, like, my response came from. I'm like, do you know that I'm Black? Because he was like, well... <laughs> bless his heart he was like no but like wouldn't black people have been around like and i'm like so i'm like spicy literally like look at the team do you see a black person that is what it would have been looking like no a black person would not have been in high society like what he was like well maybe like an angel (laughs) right i was and i was like well let me tell we're gonna watch this show called bridgerton which i think is what you think (laughs) that period piece was it is not let me say this sure
1: and people just don't know, right? Like people have just never thought about those things. And so oh gosh, I think, yes. I think it's just how, now like, here's the thing. I think I, you I are just be mad
0: at you for that. No?
1: Well, like, and, and I think where you can, I mean, where you okay. can be mad is if you're doing it so often that eventually, like mm-hmm. if you do it so often that you just get tired, right? Like if you constantly mm-hmm. have to validate your humanity, mm-hmm. like that's not good right like someone should be able to look at you and say oh i need to think more about this right like mm-hmm. those race reminders are great but you can't be doing that not saying you're going to end up with him for 30 years who knows if we'll <laughs> still be alive in 5 years as a society mm. but you know you can't spend 30 years or 40 50 years of your life doing the exactly. race reminders like exactly. it, it, it just becomes it's 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 a tax it's it's an it's in a burden that becomes way too much
0: I will wrap us with the you had mentioned earlier about like letting someone see you after a month, but I wanted to know if you've ever like, is there a moment, a time, a little anecdote that you can recall where you've either wished you were more vulnerable or were proud of yourself for being vulnerable? Like in that moment, like, are there any kind of moments in your dating history, generally speaking, that like stand out to you of like damn like I really could have like taken this leap or I'm glad I did
1: or um, I'm I took the
0: leap and it fucked me up
1: (laughs) fuck me all up Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't know I think the thing that I wish I could be most vulnerable about is just like navigating this world like not being a cis man right like and using like they them pronouns like mm. it is something that just not even relationships in every day of my life i wish i was more sure. about but it just gets so tiring like
2: yeah
1: it's a microaggression it's like super invalidating to like live in this world that just like won't recognize me um mm-hmm. that's so gendered and so that's in all my dating experiences mm. um And I, and I felt, and I think we've talked, I don't think we've talked about this on the pod before, but I remember the first time I, well, I think this was the first, the first like non, sorry, the first non-binary person I like went on a date with, it was just like, nice to be like, you too? me too. Perfect. Like it was, it mm-hmm, was, mm-hmm. yeah. You know, and even though they were white, I was like, okay, well, at least we have this, like, again, shared understanding things we don't have right. to explain, but right. then it was interesting because then even in that moment, I'm like, oh shit, eventually something we'll have to navigate is like, how will we show up for the, each other when we get Um, mm-hmm. And like, how do we want to <laughs> tackle that? You know, like, so I'm like, it's just, this world is shitty, 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 shitty. Um, so I think that's something where I just wish I was more me about. And
0: yeah, you yeah to that's like Brené, speaking to
1: like Brene, speaking to Brene Brown's notion of shame, I think it's just something I've developed a lot of shame around. And so mm. it's it's so yeah, tough. Real. It's 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 so tough. And oh you know this is why i need to go back to therapy but
0: child look (laughs) he is there for a reason and i too, like i too honestly i like i'm like these are things that i actually like haven't had to like navigate before um so like I, yeah need and it'll take time. It'll, it.
1: take time it'll take time and I think the last thing I'll say was I think a place I think instances where I have been like vulnerable it, it's just in the smallest of ways I think for me where I continue to be vulnerable is by not feeling like I have to control everything and mm letting someone else pick up the slack. And that Mm -hmm. has been, that has been one of the, one of the top three lessons I have learned this last year and a half and being with my person is to like, I don't got to carry the, I don't got to carry the weight of the world with me. Like, yeah, someone can help me too.
0: Absolutely. Well, and to back up, it's
1: heavy. It's really, really heavy to be vulnerable in a time and space that like doesn't allow you to be cuz i think i mean hold on to those spaces that like allow you to be you in like the most authentic ways oh, cuz yes. they are so 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 rare.
0: Yeah, they really are and i think that's why i've really come and you know with age i guess to really come to value my like friendships and just really close relationships and i'll even say this i was talking to kale the other guy that Mm-hmm. <laughs> I guess dating um, who I really like he's really awesome too um and I said something to the effect I-, I think I was just like you know what I don't even know your middle name that's always like that's always a thing for me I'm like I don't even mm-hmm. know your middle name and if I don't know your middle name we're strangers <laughs> like, and I I use the word stranger and he had a very like familiar reaction that I feel like I've gotten from guys before I'm like dang we ain't strangers but I'm like okay no, but like, we're not best friends. And I think, you know, perhaps if that's, if that's the spectrum for me to get from strangers to, or if that's like the linear trajectory, I guess, for us to get from strangers to best friends, like these are just, this is my like, you know, certainly corny surface level way of like getting at that. But I do need you to know that like, we, are strangers and so there's still like mm-hmm. so much you don't know about me and I think strangers just gets maybe a bad rap in in the dating world but it's like no like you I feel like I've you know read articles from people who've been in relationships forever and they're like you know I still learn something new from my partner every day and it's been mm. 40 years, whatever. And so I'm like, you can't, you can't seriously say that we've been talking for like a couple of months and no way, you know what I mean? Like, no, right. you're still. And strangers. it's a so funny,
1: I'd like for got that you and spicy white have only been dating for five weeks and i was like oh Shatrice, <laughs> like this is not what you should be worried about at five weeks like you should still be having fun and like doing the honeymoon and all that don't stuff. get me wrong
0: i very much yes are. yes
1: but no but uh, but i relate to where I'm you, just know like, you know how my brain is yes 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 anxiously dating right like that we come back to that and so mm-hmm. yes i also was having some more thoughts at five weeks but um yes we can we we meaning both you and I can worry about things too soon not that they're not valid and not that our worries are not valid but oh yeah day by day you said it before
0: that's that's one of my takeaways is that like we do need to take it day by day but I think so I think it's because it's only been a short period of time it's like part of me is like I want to nip that nip that in the bud that being if Mm. I'm being fake or sending a representative right like I want to like call it out now and like see how I get you know see how I can show up as the most authentic me, you know, you were vulnerable. So I'll also share with the kiddies, um, my biggest, one of my biggest vulnerabilities I think is always going to be body related stuff. And mm-hmm. at this point, like I, I, in many ways have learned to like fake it until I make it. Um, but it's a hell of a lot of faking. And I, and I think for me with vulnerability, I get nervous about bringing it up and then bringing it to the surface in the forefront of somebody else's mind like I'm like right it's at the forefront of my mind I don't really it's a vulnerability so it's like it's a source of shame and I don't really want you thinking about it but I'm like I probably do need to make you aware of it because and this isn't body related but this is this was one moment where I was like oh I should maybe be vulnerable in this moment and like say what actually happened so basically Kale if you're listening hey <laughs> Um, But, like, so on our first date, I was late, but, um, and, like, he came up from out of town, which is really nice, and, but I hadn't, like, heard from him in, Mm -hmm. probably, like, since that morning or whatever, but I was, like, you just never fucking know, like, you could be, like, fuck it, like, there's people in my town, like, excuse me, I don't want to do this anymore. And I was like, I don't want to text because I don't want to seem anxious about like meeting up or whatever. And so I was like, I'm literally not getting dressed until he's basically like, I'm here, which means what? I'm going to be late as hell because it <laughs> takes me forever. Yeah. And, you know, he was totally chill with it. And It's fine. And I was like... I was like beginning to tell him that, but we were at a carnival. So we were distracted, but I was like, yeah, I was actually like, cause I thought maybe you would cancel like that. I was like, that mm-hmm. is not real truth in this moment. It was not because I didn't know how to manage my time though. I usually don't, but like, this was because I was just afraid that you were going to ditch on me and I was going right. to like, waste time getting excited. And, you know, and Brene Brown, she actually does talk about like being afraid constantly being afraid of the other shoe to drop and like sometimes I definitely do kind of live in that
1: yes I still do that now I I do that even I've been trying to really I mean that's anxious that's anxiety coming through and I think I shared Mm -hmm. this before and I know I've shared this with you before I think I shared this in the pod I remember like in the first two months of like my partner and I dating I would like you know secure the date and then I'd check in two days before then I check in mm-hmm. the night before and eventually I had to tell myself, like, oh, this person's committed. Like, you don't have to keep checking in on them. Um,
0: exactly. We don't need an event bright reminder, like. Alert. Right, right.
1: <laughs> but I, I was so used similar to you, so used to canceling the day. I was like, just let me know the day before. That way I don't have to get my hopes up, mm-hmm. you know, and be exactly. disappointed day of.
0: And the wild thing, and I was thinking about it. I was like, where does this particular fear even come from? I guess maybe just like knowing that humans are human and things happen because I'm like, I've actually never been stood up on a date before. And so I don't know why I'm in constant fear of that happening. Like I live in constant fear of that happening, but it's funny because Spicy White was saying, he was saying the same thing, which I was like, again, I perspective. I'm like, I'm over here stressing about first dates so was the other person, like in Aww. in their own way. You know what I mean? Like it might not look the same, it may not feel the same, but like first dates are nerve wracking, and you just don't know. And he was like, "I really, I didn't think you were going to show up." Oh,
2: that's so sweet. I was like, "You were right, I was, bitch."
0: <laughs> no, I turned around. I was like, "No, like I that is yeah. one thing because I think that's just a shitty thing to do." I would. I was. I felt bad for like. Move, having to like move the day i was like and i i try not to move things twice like that's mm-hmm. doing a lot like i if i really want to go out with you or get tonight like i'm gonna try to make the time that i said work like yes i'm probably gonna be like 15 minutes late but like i'm gonna make the general time um work. i'll be and there so i I'll be there. Like when? We'll see. But like, I'll be there. And I was like, I, I wouldn't have canceled. But I mean, like, it is, it's just one of those nerve wracking things that I guess comes along with dating because people really are flaky. Because even though I've never been stood up, I have experienced many flaky moments in people yeah. that I um have dated, like broken promises and things. That's like a big thing for me. It's like broken promises. And so, you know, I just I get nervous, but, um, and I said, I was going to wrap this up. So I'll actually wrap this up. Um, this was cathartic to like say all the things like out loud. And so to the I'm, world like, wide I, web, to the world, to all the, the worldwide cuties that are out there listening. Um, and I'm actually about to go, you know, I'm on a little date now, so this is like pre-date therapy, so to speak. Perfect. With two very, very unlicensed uh, professionals here. According to the Brene Brown and her subjects, most people feel like they're not doing it enough. But um, something that was interesting that I, something interesting that she said was that people love to see vulnerability in other people. Mm. Like we really, we really admire that in other people, but somehow it just doesn't transfer to like our own willingness to do it. And so I think my little kind of takeaway and, and thoughts that I want to leave with the cuties is to try to be that person you'd admire, try to do what that person you'd admire do. And so like, if it means like being honest, cause I think that's, those are those like small ways that vulnerability can yeah. like we can exercise vulnerability by just being honest about like what our intentions were or like why we showed up in this way and, and not brushing things off thinking that everyone wants to just hear how was your day? It was fine. No, like try telling someone how it really was. That's how uh, spicy white ended up cooking me dinner the other day. Cause I was like, I'm actually very stressed out because apparently my closet is going to cost $9,000 and guess what? I don't have bitch. Nine thousand dollars. Exactly. So yeah, we're gonna figure something <laughs> we'll else out. With yeah, the closet. We'll catch up closet. <laughs> we'll yeah. catch up. We'll catch up. But anyway, yeah. Any any last thoughts you want to leave with the QBs or any last thoughts you're thinking about?
1: Um, this conversation went by so fast. I, I know, think, I know.
0: I was like, I have so much, but we'll
1: <laughs> I think what is still sticking with me is Um, What does Brene Brown call it? The emotional vulnerability, emotional exposure. exposure. It is so real. And, you know, if you're struggling with it um, or you're growing to do it more, you know, please know I honor your journey. I'm sure Shatrice honors your journey. We honor our own journeys and each other's journeys because we're, you know, Shatrice says this a lot too, like we're undoing a lot of Mm -hmm. harm and you know for me i want i'm deserving of love um yes you are receiving love and giving love and i cannot be my own block in doing so so does the twist so does the cat the cat agrees
0: let the church say amen we will stop on that note because honey that was a mother word there um cuties uh, we look forward to hearing your thoughts and reactions and be sure to keep it cute and court with confidence we'll see you next week for the season finale i think bye, bye.
1: hey courting cuties thanks for listening to another episode of courting in color don't forget to follow us on instagram at court in color that's c-o-u-r-t-n-c-o-l-o-r Or head on over to our website at courtingincolor.com. That's courtingincolor.com. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to us wherever you listen to your podcasts. Court dismissed. Bye. Bye.